So question the Rev, we are back in this new episode. Uh, Daniel, you were just saying to me off the air how much you enjoy the uh, the new composition by uh, Vaughan Jones. You're, you're loving that by the sounds I of things. Yeah. Very good, very good. Well, it's good to have everyone with us today and we're going to pool our wisdom in this week's question, uh, which I'll read out. And it comes from Ian, who writes, when I got baptised as an adult, I still fa- found and find currently as well, it's hard to come to terms with the belief that you have to be a Christian to be accepted by God. Will God accept a good non-Christian, especially those humans not immersed slash exposed to Christianity? So there you go, Daniel. Can you uh, cut, unravel that Gordian knot? Uh, well, I, first thing that struck me is, what do we mean by accept? Yeah. Uh, clearly from the mouth of Christ, we see that God's love is indiscriminate um, at one level certainly that he loves even those we consider and label as despicable Mm. uh, the friend of sinners and so on Uh, and you could say on the theological cosmic story the grand narrative of christianity is he goes to hell and back to the cross for each of us yes Uh, so uh, it's a very anglican thing to do isn't it to question the question but what do we mean by accept? Um, if we mean by accept, say, the invitation to participate fully in the kingdom of God, that is you know, the, the divine project to restore humanity, uh, then I think that invitation is free for us to take up or not. And there's certainly, you know, we can know people that who in this life choose not to take that invitation up, mm. consciously say, no, this is... this is not for me I do not think this is the right thing I don't believe in it Uh, I don't want to have anything to do with it I reject it you know maybe even go to the extremity of say of saying uh, I'm going to embrace instead uh, the occult or the demonic um, uh, or or the politically uh, uh, or a sort of political version of of all of that that would be would mean um acting in an extremely immoral um, and uncivilised way. Um, So we're free, aren't we, to choose a life with God or not, because that's part of the nature of what God has made us. We're made in his image. We are made with a capacity to love God. Um, And we can choose to switch that on or not as within any relationship now so i'm I'm trying to unpack here what we mean by the word accept um i was struck by c.s lewis's great divorce book when i reread it recently that the bus leaves hell for heaven and it's part of the author's genius to show how surprisingly sad it is that in the bus, many make their excuses either not to board it on hell when they're in Greytown hell, or they decide that heaven is probably too unsafe to visit once they arrive. So um, in, in the great divorce, just like in Dante's Divine Comedy, uh, the, the invitation is, is there to make the spiritual journey. But we can easily 
end up in a state of mind or being where we decide not to take that. So in, in that sense, it's us not accepting God rather than the other way, other way around, you know, uh, and, and clearly as well, particularly in the old, in the, in the New Testament, but also in the old, there, there is a, an overwhelming sense of God's generosity. It is not those who call me Lord, Lord, who will enter the kingdom of heaven, but rather those who do the will of the Father. Um, so I, I think also in the, the early church, there was some thinking around this, you know, <coughs> how does, how do we see the divine plan when it comes to, to those who know no knowledge of God, um, mm-hmm. but are essentially, you know, good moral people? Yeah. Uh, what do we, what do we say about that? If God damns, uh, if God damns those who are, in essence, say, innocent, like you know, particularly children, uh, or those who have lived heroic lives, uh, do we as Christians just simply sort of wash our hands and say, "Oh well, you know, we're, that's that's unfortunate," uh, or would we? And this is, I think, where the early—I can't remember which early church fathers it is—but that there was, um, they they pondered the thought that you know, if in heaven you knew that 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 these innocents were damned, would you not? Why would you not ask to substitute their place? Uh, and if that is the case that that is possible, why wouldn't we do that? Because is that not what Christ has done on the cross? And in, in essence, that is what he has done on the cross. You know, uh, so his, his div- I think we easily forget his divine generosity. Now, that's not saying everybody, go, you know, everybody goes to heaven, everybody is saved, but the invitation is greater maybe than we could easily consider. I think that was um, now I don't know about this, but I think that sounds very much like something I think Teresa of Avila said. Um, I may be wrong about that. I know I know that because David Bentley Hart talks about it in his book on universalism, uh, which I'm not wholeheartedly endorsing, by the way, before anyone before anyone uh, jumps on me there. Um, I think the thing this thing about will God accept the good non-Christian, the thing that sort of um, I would want to uh, critique about that is that it implies that we're accepted by God on the basis of being good. And the Christian story says that we are beset by powers which are far greater than we are, the powers of sin and death, and that we can only be delivered from these powers through Jesus Christ, not through our own good works. Um, And therefore, it's not really a question of whether or not you can be good enough to be accepted by God. God has shown his love to us in Jesus Christ. And that, as you say, Daniel, quite rightly, that um, that offer is there for for everyone. And should we decide to take it up Mm -hmm. or not? Now, I think there are two there are two things I'd like to say about it, because it sort of raises the question of, well, you know, um, do do we know or can we say comprehensively who has taken up that offer? 
And I think the answer to that question is no, we can't. So it's not for us to judge who who has truly come to know Christ and who has not. We have no idea what happens, you know, to people at the moment of death or even what's going on in people's hearts during their lives. So we're not we're not comprehensively in a position to judge that. And we and we have to trust we have to trust God, don't we, that God is just and God will do what is right and it will be a better conception of justice than anything we we have. The second thing is about this thing about humans not being exposed humans as uh, very biological term being not exposed to Christianity. It's um, that's, and again, it's another question where we just can't give any sort of comprehensive answer about, about that. It, it doesn't seem sort of consistent with a God of grace and love and who wants to save the world and, and has gone to the length that he has in Christ to do that, to allow vast ways of the human race race to never receive that offer of generosity so one one would think and hope that there would be a way that people could be saved through christ without that kind of explicit offer in this life but i think as well it's important to say that we shouldn't let that blunt our evangelistic edge you know our, our calling as christians is to is to preach the gospel and to to make that offer to extend that offer to people throughout this life I do apologize to anyone who's watching the video, by the way, because a really loud bee came into my office and I had to chase it out of the door. So that was, you know, I'm sorry about that. That was probably a comical scene. And Daniel, actually, you managed to get, you managed to keep going through that, didn't you? So as you were um, flipping around, I, I thought it was really going to sort of mystic dance. <laughs> no, I, I feel bad as well because I'm wearing jeans and I would never wear jeans with a clergy shirt, but I, you know, I didn't think it would be filmed. Um, Daniel, last, any last words on this? Uh, well, it, in the salvation story, I think it's very easy for us to look down the wrong end of the telescope, so to see and see a diminished picture rather than actually take the proper look and see the great work of God yeah. uh, that you know he took the cross for us. He took the indescribable agony, uh, he took the, the sins of the world upon us that that is the great story and that we can have confidence in that. Mm, yes. Amen. Amen. Well, that's a good answer. I think to, for the time being, anyone who wants to respond, you can in the yeah. show in underneath the YouTube video on telegram or send us an email, reverendpod at gmail.com. Appreciate you joining us uh, for uh, question the rev this time. We look forward to being with you again very soon. Thank you.